Welcome back to another episode of SCT Bets, Canucks Training Camp Edition, Tanbeer, Joe, the pizza guy, your favorite neighborhood degenerates. Once again, my name is Ryan Lee Hall. We got Andrew Walker of Sportsnet 650 joins the show this week. We talk a little NHL awards odds, a little Canucks Training Camp, some Niels Hoglander. What are the odds of him making the team this year? A look at the NFL playoffs, wildcard weekend, all that and more on this week's edition of SCT Bets. Let's get into it. How's it going, Walt? Hey, guys, what's up? Thanks for doing this. Thanks for no coming. Problem. How's it yeah, going? No problem. What's going on tonight? Uh, before we uh, get to the interview uh, or the, the show, whatever. Um, we want to actually uh, play something for you because uh, yeah, a couple days ago you mentioned not betting on the World Juniors because they're teenagers or something. So we want to <laughs> play that play that for the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know, yeah. yeah. I uh, so, I, you know, Tandir has been texting in, and I know he was texting in uh, last night as well, um, and he was saying, take the States to win tonight, you know, plus 300, good value. And he was right. It was right. Uh, but but uh, but Tanbeer, who apparently you know bets on teenagers in between sending uh, bouquets of dozens of roses to Vertanen's condo, um, were, he was right. Tan, Tanbeer, we're not we're not betting on kids. Like what what kind of degenerate monsters do you think we are? Betting on teenagers for shame, for shame. Next thing we're 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 going to be having illegal cockfighting rings in my alley here. It's just not right. It's not right to wager on everything. Walks, well, why not bet on teenagers? Why not bet on the World Junior Championship? It's a fun tourney. Like you get some good value there, plus three hundred on the USA. Yeah, man. I I was just joking. I I bet on everything. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah, no. We were talking about it. like we bet on everything that moves, and like Walker's yeah. telling us how to bet on the World Junior Championship. Yeah, if it, if it, if it moves, we we bet on it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. Thanks for doing this again. Uh, quickly, want to talk about a little bit of Canuck stuff. Um, we were just talking about Niels Hoglander and the hype that's going on in the city about Niels Hoglander is pretty. Uh, and I'm sure you know you've experienced it in uh, Alberta and uh, in Toronto. Uh, that's where you're from. Um, what do you think about Vancouver and and how they hype their uh, young prospects? Uh, so okay, so I, I think every every fan base hypes their prospects uh probably too much because you know the the majority of guys don't work out and the majority of guys don't hit the ceilings that we all project for them so i i don't i don't think vancouver does it more than anybody else but i think that uh it goes hand in hand with canuck fans just being very online and very chatty i mean we know that that's canuck social media is different than any other market um, so I just think it goes, it's like, it's like, you know, are, are Leaf fans the worst fans? No, but there's just, the, there, there's more of them. Right. So you notice yeah. it, but I think it's the same thing with, with the Canucks and, and their prospects. All that said, um, I, I think Vancouver was in this, this, you know, weird, interesting half rebuild where they, they never truly had a bunch of stud prospects coming up until finally the Pedersen and Hughes thing. So 
so if that if that makes any sense, I I think that they went without for so long, and then so many guys didn't work out that now you got a Pedersen around, and like the hype gets out of control um, because people know they're going to be proven right, you know, and that's just kind of carried over into the the Hoglanders of the world. What would you set the line at if to make the team right now? Like like Joe was saying minus five hundred, and I'm like, whoa, like. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want him to be my bookie, right? But like I'm thinking like minus like one twenty if like to make like the team right now. Uh well I go high. I don't know if I go minus five hundred, but I'd go at least minus three hundred. He's gonna be on he's gonna be on the team. Like he's because it, it's not like he can play his way out in the in the preseason, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I think right now if there were seven preseason games like normally, mm-hmm. then I think we're looking at um yeah, minus one, minus one ten, minus one twenty. Basically, fifty fifty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, but Canucks. He's, good. Uh, but he's, the, good over, he's good to be with the team, like he is. So, and over mm-hmm. the past couple of years, they've had some good Calder candidates and winners too. Besser, mm-hmm. Pedersen, Hughes. I just got to think this guy's the next in line. He's right. going to make the team, and uh, hopefully, Travis Green puts him in a spot where he can get some points. Maybe take JV spot or on the top Ooh. six. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, if if that line becomes available online, I'm definitely gonna put a little bit of money on there. Just uh, over the past couple of years, Canucks players have made an impact off the get go. Yeah, it's been three Calder candidates in a row. I'm gonna say that this is the year the streak comes to the end. I I like Hoglander. I I just I don't see him being a, an impact guy right away. I think I always say this. I think the one mistake we make, and I think this goes hands in hand with uh, with the hype stuff. The mistake that a lot of fans make in media too, we forget how good the NHL is just because it's in our own backyard and, you know, we all know guys that play in the NHL and we just normalize it. But the NHL is so hard. And, like, you know, we lose our minds over Hoglander scoring in Sweden, but it's just the NHL is the toughest league in the world. And people want to be like, oh, like, just try Triamkin or like, hey, play Reed Boucher, give him a chance. It's like, it's the NHL. Like, you, you can't just like stumble onto something. If you could play, like, Chances are you're going to play. Unless you're Alex Burroughs. <laughs> right? <laughs> like East yeah, Coast I Hockey mean, League. Right. Yeah. There are the exceptions, obviously. Like, yeah. there are a lot of undrafted NHL players. But, you know, uh, and it, like you said, it's hard to crack the league. But I think a lot of it has to do with work ethic. And uh, and it feels like – I'm not going to say he's going to win the Calder. But, like, you know, I've seen – like, I've seen – like, obviously you see the highlights in Sweden. I don't watch his games, like, you know – like Chris Faber does and, you know, like watching them, watching them online. But you see the skill that he has and the work ethic that he has. It's a good combination to have in the NHL. And, uh, yeah, he's a little short. and But he, you could, you see his workout videos, like balancing on a bunch of stuff that makes no sense. Like, uh, I think he could do the, the, the unicycle and juggle as well, like, like PD. So, like, he has all the ability, it feels like. Like, uh, I think uh, – Somebody was saying that he gets low, down low, like in the board, in the corners. I know it's scrimmage and everything, but it's hard not to get excited for a guy that you see has the mindset, but also has the skill on the ice. And that's when I start to, and then you start looking at character and how character is very important for for a hockey player, right? And Neil seems to have all that, so I'm not going to count the kid out. I, I'm with Prab. I think I might put a little. If if there is a prop bet there for Nils Hoglander to win the Calder. I'm going to put down money on it. Why not? Well, I mean, he's going to pay huge. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm always a fan of betting a, a huge long shot like that. We scout differently, though. If, yeah. you pick, if you pick your players by 
who can juggle on unicycles. <laughs> no, no, he he can not, also not do the off though. Not off I'll, I'll watch the games instead. You, no, take, no. You, you take this circus kids. I know I know the World Junior Tournament doesn't matter, but Holglander was one of the, the scoring leaders in that tournament a year ago. So I'm just saying. Don't count this kid out, but yeah, no, Joe, he's good, man. He's good. Listen, he's a second round pick for a reason. He's a really good player. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm shitting on Hoglander, and I'm not. He's a good player. I just don't. I think that, like, even so, he's playing in Sweden, right? And mm-hmm. he had five goals this year in 23 games. And it's fine. He's 19. Like, he's playing in a in a great league. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, everyone freaked out when he scored that between the legs highlight goal, and like, it went viral, and everyone's like, "Get this guy here and play him with Petey." It's like that was his first goal in seven games. Like, yeah. right? I just I, I think we can get a little ahead of ourselves. And right now he looks good. He's mm-hmm. popping because he's a good young player. He's but also like, been playing too. But yeah, man. Like, how many mm-hmm. times in your life have has have the Canucks been in training camp and we all read stories and listen to the radio? And like, wow, this guy was really good on day one. Every fucking yeah. year since the beginning of time. Yeah, he's going to be a boss, but like we always go through this, yeah, man. We always. Do, we do, we do. This this yeah. totally reminds me of uh, Cam Newton's off-season workout videos. Like people were <laughs> hyped on Instagram. This guy's rip. Why is he on stuff? Yeah. And then oh, I know yeah. the t- I know the Patriots were depleted this year. You know, not not many weapons, but man, the guy didn't throw two touchdown passes in a single game, right? Yeah. And uh, sometimes the hype gets carried away. I was hyped with Nate Robinson, and I uh, seen his <laughs> videos, and look what happened there with Jake Paul or Logan Paul, who, yeah. whichever brother that was. Yeah. Uh, didn't end too well. Oh yeah, Joe's got some uh, NHL features to ask you about, and one really interesting one that I think you might even uh, like their walks. Oh yeah, so a couple. Um, um, first, I kind of want to get your thoughts on something like um, the Art Ross or the Hart. Like, do you just go with the set bet there, and you just take a McDavid? Like McDavid for Art Ross is only plus three hundred. McKinnon's plus five hundred. Um, Pedersen's thirty five hundred, thirty five to one. Like, you know, do you think that's worth it? Or are you just going to try to bet something there that's more of a steady idea? Uh, boy, that's a, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, without having the Art Ross odds in front of me, I I think uh, McDavid's not worth it because you're waiting you're waiting all season to triple your money. I mean, you can do a, a like if you're going to do that, just bet that make that bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. You get your payout in like yeah. three weeks, right? They're uh, not winning, block. They're not winning. I would, <laughs> I would actually. I hope not because I'm going to bet on somebody else. But yes, uh, I who would I who would I like? I I made a, a real good payday once on. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but I took Malkin for the Art Ross at like fifty to one because he was coming off like an injury riddled seventy right. point season, and no one was talking about him, and you know Sid was still at his peak, and he was like fifty yeah. to one. So I. I think that's where the I think that's where the value is. Right. Um, so maybe go maybe go down and take a look at some of the guys middle of the pack. So okay, there's a good one then. So if we look at Jack Adams Award, just to play a homer here, um, Travis Green, he's the 23rd ranked coach on that list. So you got like Bedner, Cooper, they're nine ten to one, and Travis Green's plus three thousand. So um, the odds are really good. I actually put a little bit on him already. That's yeah. That's that's good. And you know what the art, what the Jack Adams is. It it it's basically which which coach has the most improvement in points. So like we already we kind of you kind of already know the candidates. Like yeah. you know, throw a little bit on uh, on Ottawa, right? right? Throw a little bit on you know who just had a miserable year last year and is going to bounce back. Buffalo, 
Buffalo yeah, could well, be Buffalo. Well, Winnipeg. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Winnipeg's got the goalie to do it too. So yeah, um, yeah. So okay, you talked about Super Bowl. Let's jump over there. So for me, I, I just I I love Kansas City. Don't get me wrong, but I can't bet Kansas plus two twenty on Bet three six five right now. Green Bay's only four fifty. I was looking at Buffalo, which is plus six fifty. They're on fire. Eight no against the spread in their last eight games. Is there anything there that jumps out to you? Tanvir kind of mentioned Baltimore um, plus eleven hundred, but I mean I don't believe in Baltimore necessarily. Uh, okay, so here was is my thought today. Now this isn't a huge risk. This is kind of hedging your way, uh, almost guaranteed to break even, and then maybe you can make profit. So this is what I'm thinking: two options. Either you know you throw, and I and I have the the Chiefs are plus three fifty. I see here, so. Uh, either throw, let's say a thousand dollars, you're going right on the chiefs and then you can three and a half to one or I'm avoiding the NFC and I put, let's deal in a thousand dollar increment. So I put 500 on the chiefs, 300 on the bills at eight to one and then 200 on the Ravens at 11 to one. Now it would be pretty insane if the team coming out of the AFC was not the Ravens, the Bills, or the Chiefs, like, right. like yeah. it's not going to yeah. be, it's not going to be anybody else. So, ideally, it's not the Chiefs, and it's one of Kansas City or Buffalo. But then you're guaranteed, uh, you know, your AFC team to be there. And if it's the Chiefs, you can hedge against it. So, worst case, you make like a hundred bucks, and right. and best case, it's say Baltimore gets in, and then you're setting up at you know. 2200 profit and you can hedge the other way right yeah i like that um what site are you using because those ones are better than bet365 uh cool bet cool bet okay oh, looking on bet i usually use bet365 i find it to be the best one but that's why you gotta check for odds and look on different sites on my bulldog yep. account so i'll definitely be looking around before i make any of those I think we've been harassing some sites and some guys from site <laughs> promo codes and stuff that we can get it. But Tan, we actually won a competition last week, early a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah, I won a yeah, $25 uh, competition and made that into a $143. Took USA plus 300, like I said, and uh, it was pretty good. It was a nice. pretty good day. Yeah, no free kidding. money and uh, free bet. Uh, uh, quickly on the uh, NFC, what are your thoughts on the NFC? Because it is unpredictable. Like, you know, who knows who's going to come out of it. That's why, as a homer, I love my Seahawks. And I'm not confident about them playing the Rams this week, first off, because the Rams have always given us trouble. But Russell Wilson, when he needs, when he needs to make a play, he can do it. And the defense has been, has been playing well, and I know the offenses haven't been great. But, you know, people forget that Russ has been playing against top-notch defenses the last few weeks, too. So, um I think that the Seahawks might be a good bet in the NFC. I know it's unpredictable, um, and Green Bay is the you know the odds-on favor to come out of the NFC. I don't know. There's something about Green Bay when it comes to playoff time. They always find a way to lose. I feel like remember that one year against the Seahawks in 2012, where Luke Wilson two-point conversion, everything overtime, and it was just crazy onside kick. What are your thoughts, Walks? Yeah, well, well, yeah, that was 2014. That one, yeah, that one sucked for sure. Packers should have won that game, but um, so okay. So for this, if I'm betting on this week, I actually quite like Seattle minus three, but I I hate Seattle uh, in terms of them going on the road and having to win a big playoff game, let alone two. I just I don't trust them at all. If I'm gonna make one futures bet from the NFC, 
it's going to be the value one, and it would be the Rams at thirty-six to one. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but I think basically if they can get together and get on a run and, and beat Seattle, um, they I, they could easily hang with the Saints. They could easily hang with the Packers. And at thirty-six to one, how do you not? So if I'm making a futures bet on the NFC, it, it would be the Rams because of the value. But I I do actually like the Seahawks this weekend. That's a great bet. I think the Rams, if they beat the Seahawks, I think they match up fairly good against the Packers. I think they would uh, play the Packers if they get past the Seahawks. But I'm, yeah, I'm cheering Jared, for the Seahawks. I hope the Seahawks go in. Jared Goff is not beating Aaron Rodgers. I don't like they can play. They can, they can play Jared Goff's backyard with his parents as refs, and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is still winning. Like, are you? There's no way in hell Jared Goff is beating. One of those good teams on the road. That's not happening. Their defense uh-huh. is good. They got Ramsey, right. Sam Darnold. They got a few. They got a few uh, playmakers Jared, on the defensive side. Jared, Jared Goff made a Super Bowl just like a couple of years ago. It was, and he was so bad. I already forgot about it. <laughs> he had a thumb. <laughs> he had a thumb too. He just, right? he just, he just broke his hand. Didn't he? Yeah. He like this guy no had way. a better chance playing flag, my flag football quarterback days. All this talk about him playing on on Saturday, like. Okay, yeah, he might go in the game, but I don't think he'll be good. Like, you just had Sergio on your thumb. Like, okay, I don't want to be, like, you know, overconfident here because I'm not trying to jinx the Seahawks or anything. But, you know, they still have a good defense. And that's what scares the crap out of me is the Rams' defense. But, man, Russ, the, the, the last game against the Rams, when he needed to make a play, they did. And, and you could tell that Pete Carroll's offense is taking over. Like, at the start of the year, it was – you know, let Russ cook, and that was all Schottenheimer. But now it's uh, – I think Pete Carroll sort of got scared of, you know, how the interceptions was just, like, coming out of nowhere from Russ. Like, he was just, you know, just throwing interceptions every week, and he would throw multiple a week. And I think that scared the crap out of Pete Carroll, and now they're going back to the run-heavy defense, but getting Russ to make a play when they need him to make a play. And I think that – I wouldn't say necessarily – it's better because Pete Carroll can be very safe at times, and it re- it's really frustrating. But, you know, if, if they could find the right balance, I think at the right time, I think the Seahawks could be a, a great bet to win the Super Bowl. I 16 to 1 is not enough value for me. Uh, and listen, Russ is great. Like, Russ is a, he, I, I think he's annoying, but he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. He's the second best quarterback in the NFC behind Aaron Rodgers. It's hmm. just more of that Seattle thing where they can beat the Rams but like they just they find a way to kind of shrink in these games that like they go on the road to Dallas and they lose last year they went into Lambeau and they lost yeah they kind of survived the Eagles I don't know I just don't have a lot of confidence in the Seahawks to a certain point like they're a really good team they're going to win 10 games every year they're probably Mm going to win a playoff game and then they just kind of get overmatched and you know, Carroll gets a little stubborn. and you know. Walt, This is a different year. You know why? Because this year, Russ actually has a great receiver in DK Metcalf. I know we had DK last year, but that was his rookie year. This year, you could tell DK took a bigger step, and now he has that weapon he could go to uh, on third down or on, you know, or, or go deep. With, uh, the only matchup that scares me, like, like I said, is the Rams, because Jalen Ramsey does a really good job on Metcalf, but who else is going to be able to cover him? Like, uh, like I think that Russ finally has a guy, a number one guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and this line has been bet down to three, right? So 
Yeah, this is this is a. You're right in that sense. Like this is as tough a matchup for Seattle as they'll have. Like, um, they're you know they're gonna there's these are gonna be three tough games for them. Yeah, for sure. Who who? Which team do you think has the coaching advantage? I really like Sean McVay, even though they, he did have that fall off um, after the Super Bowl. I still think the guy's a pretty legit coach. Like an above average elite coach is uh, where I put McVay. Yeah, and uh, even though he kind of he really blew it um, against the Jets a couple of weeks ago, they could have used that win. Um, yeah, I like McVeigh in terms of I think I, I like him in terms of how he can adapt from from bad moments. But the bad moments do kind of pile up, right? There's the Super Bowl. There's uh, there's you know losing to the Jets the other day, like you said. Um, but a lot of it is. You know, Jared Goff, we were all sold on a few years ago, or most of us were. And and for him, he's like his whole thing, he has to he has to coach up Goff and give yeah. him a game and give him a game plan. That's yeah. that's the thing. What are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson uh, wanting out of Houston here? Uh, and and if he does go somewhere, where do you think is the best fit for him to uh go? I think the Patriots would be great. Well, not great, but good for good for uh, Deshaun Watson as having Bill Belichick as your coach. You know, I was a little slow to come around on Watson. I'll I'll be honest. Like I was one of those guys that are like, is this guy really a top five guy? Um, and then this year, um, you know, the year that they really struggled, I I've never been so sold on Watson the way he was able to carry that team every game and every quarter. I'm so I'm a, I'm a big Watson guy. Uh, I mean, for me, I think. He's not going to leave a, uh, a dysfunctional franchise to go to another dysfunctional franchise. Like he's not going to go to like the Jets or something like that. So I wonder about Vegas. I think Vegas would be good. Um, Isn't some talk of San Fran too? Yeah, San Fran would be sneaky good. Oh, uh, fuck, I don't want that. Chicago no. is uh, is interesting. I don't know if players like to play there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Chicago would be good. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't go to Detroit or the Jets. Like, what's the point? You know, no. mm-hmm. for sure. Hey, hey, and it has to be a team. Like, even it has to be a team that has the assets. Like, what about Miami? Like, Miami, they have like the fourth or fifth overall pick. They they can give them Tua. You throw in another first round pick, and you're getting closer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can give Houston yeah. their pick back, right? They have having Miami's yeah. got Houston's pick. Miami, <laughs> right. Miami has Miami has Houston's third overall, and then I have I think the nineteenth overall in this draft as well. And Bill O'Brien did a number on that team, huh? Yeah. Bill a number on that team, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Walker, wanted to switch gears to get into a Tampa Bay-Washington game, so I actually love Tampa Bay. I actually bet the alternate spread minus 19 plus 275. Oh. I think it's going to be a wash. Uh, I think it's just going to be a blow. Washington is the worst offense in the playoffs. They average under 20 points a game. Alex Smith's banged up. He might not even play the full game. Um that Washington defense is young too, so I'm not sold there. Is there? Am I crazy for thinking it's going to be a Tampa Bay slaughter? No, you're not. You're not crazy. I mean, I love that D line, right? Who doesn't love that D line? But um, yeah, it's tough to hold it up for for 60 minutes. Tampa's been a little tough to read. I've had a there's a you know we have a few teams every year that you're that you just can't quite figure them out betting wise, and and for me this year it's Tampa. There's a couple of games where I just love them. And 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 they just didn't they didn't show like what was the I love them that game against the Saints where it was the yeah. worst game in the history of football they lost like fifteen yeah. to nothing and and I was on I was on that side I couldn't figure it out and then there's other weeks like I love them again 
when they uh, they were taking seven against the Vikings mm. and they covered, but it was a freaking miracle. Like I was on the wrong side of the game the entire time. So yeah, Tampa's that team for me. I haven't been able to haven't been able to figure them out. So you probably know better than me, but okay. Well, I hope you're on what I'm doing. Well, I'm not on anything yet. I, I am on – the only thing I'm on is the under right now. Okay. Yeah, 44 and a half. It's a, it's a decent total. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. think they're going to score, but that D-line is always going to get pressure, right? Yeah. No. Okay, speaking of totals, Baltimore and Tennessee, which is going to be – which should be a high score game, it's 54 and a half. Like, that's really high. Do we go with that, or what do we do there? Both teams are going to run the ball. Both teams are going to try to avoid the big play. And it's playoff football. I, like, you know, don't things tighten up a little bit? They didn't last year because Kansas City was getting down to different teams and and they blew it up. But I, I, yeah, I'd lean. I'd probably lean under on that one. Hey Walker, before you go, I just wanted to ask you: Do you have like a a prop bet on like Sutter goals this year or something? Or uh... <laughs> over? I don't, I don't even know what it is. Over. <laughs> Two. <laughs> um, quickly on uh, the Canadian division. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. A uh, few months here for uh, the Canadian division. Uh, who do you who do you who do you like as your favorite? And don't say Calgary because I'm telling you, Calgary is might be the most overrated team in this in this Canadian division. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to like you know talk crap or anything. I know you're from Alberta and everything, but uh, the Calgary uh, the Calgary Flames they have a 37 year old Mark Giordano on their blue line. Right, the defense has been overrated for a few years now, and people are just the the media. I'm not saying you guys in general, but I feel like the media ignores how bad their defense was last year. I don't think Markstrom is going to be as good as he was this uh, last year. I think last year was probably a career high for Mark. Let's be honest. Like Ian Clark as your goaltending coach, uh, and I feel like Jason LaBarbera is not going to do what Ian Clark did with Markstrom. Like it was it was evident as soon as Ian Clark came in the organization. Jacob Markstrom was a different goaltender. It was obvious. The stinker wasn't going in anymore. And Jake, yeah, props to him. He got his money and everything. But I do not believe in the Calgary Flames. And to be honest, I don't believe believe in the Toronto Maple Leafs either. I know you got to call me a homer here and everything. But the Toronto Maple Leafs, they got rid of speed in their bottom six. And they added slow vets. And Joe, Joe Thornton, a great career and everything. But... He's slower now, and Jason Spezza is slow. Wayne Simmons is slow. Zach Bogosian is slow. They got slower, not better. What do you think? Well, those four guys aren't playing big roles, right? So I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not overly worried about that. Like, how much are those guys going to play? Like, not a whole lot. Well, Joe Thorne's on the top line, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah, they're starting him five-on-five five with those guys. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I'm with you on the Calgary. Um, I think that their entire success rate depends on if they get Miracle Markstrom. They'll be good. I don't like their blue line, even though I really like Rasmus Anderson. Uh, but they'll be listen. They'll be somewhere in the middle of that mix. Um, I'm I'm bullish on Toronto, just in the sense of like they're a really good regular season team, right? Like we can talk all day about playoffs yeah. and how they can never win a big game. But like these guys have been dominating the regular season for four years now. Like not that's not going to change. They're probably going to win the division. Um, I. And and uh, my pick to win it is probably Edmonton, though. Same, I have Edmonton too, and I'm not trying to be a homer. I have the Canucks second, but with Edmonton, like when you have McDavid, Drysaddle, and you add a guy to play third line center and Cal Turris on a cheap contract, and now you have Nugent Hopkins that could play with McDavid, and you could put Drysaddle on the second line. 
that scares me as a Canucks fan. Like, oh yeah, and they added Tyson Berry too to the power play. Yeah, they're good. And the power and the power play already was one of the best in the history of the NHL. Yeah, (laughs) last year, and they added Tyson Berry to it. Um, you know, they they struggle with defending for sure, and you know maybe Dave Tippett coaches them up a little bit. But I think everyone when they're making these bets, they focus on the Oilers losing to the Hawks in that playing round last year. And and hey, they were they were terrible. Like for whatever reason. They did not play at all like they played in the regular season. They were just junk, and Chicago walked all over them. But, like, they were going to cruise to the playoffs in the regular season. Like, they were going to be a playoff team. Where Vancouver was 50-50, Montreal shouldn't have been close, right? Um, Arizona shouldn't have been close. We all know that. Uh, But Edmonton played really, really good for 70 games and then had a bad series against Chicago. So, I'm I'm remembering their 70 games more so than that weird playing around. I think. Yeah, people forget how good their regular season was. Like, you know, McDavid and Drysdale are unbelievable talents, and you know they may float in the neutral zone, and especially in that Chicago series. But you know they put up numbers like nobody else has since I don't even know how long. Like the scoring has been up, and those two guys seem to be at the top of the list. Every like the last few years, anyways. So well, especially this year, you're gonna need a good start, right? You can't afford a bad start, yeah. and things are gonna be wide open, man. I think we're gonna see a lot of six five games in the first month. Mm-hmm. And who do you want in a six five game? I'll take I'll take those guys. Yeah, for sure. But I like the Canucks matched up well against them. I think they w- match up pretty well against them. Yeah, like I head agree. to head. But uh, you know, like you know, for the Canucks, like the, the argument is, you know, people are saying the Canucks got worse and stuff, and I and I look at it, I'm just like. You know, they had a Nate Schmidt. You know, they had a Travis Habnick now recently. They have the same forward group as last year. That scored a lot of goals. And people could talk about, yeah, we lost to Foley. But we had the same forward group for most of the year. And in the playoffs, we didn't even have to Foley for the most part. So that's why I just feel like, you know, I don't think goaltending will be a problem. It probably won't be as good as Markstrom was for us last year. and But I don't think it will be a problem. So I feel like the class got better. Yeah, I, I think people overreact at the, at the offseason for sure. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of, um, I don't know. I This fan base just has it out for Benning so bad that they <laughs> people just want them to fail so they can yeah. be right. I've never understood that. No. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, like, Stetcher doesn't – he's a nice kid, but Stetcher doesn't matter, right? To Foley, we all liked him, and I know people didn't want to give up Madden and the pick and everything like that. But this team was scoring a ton of goals before it got to Foley. And then they got to Foley, and he was really good here. But he played a grand total of, like, 15 games. So it's mm-hmm. not like this team was, like, the Vancouver Tyler to Foley's. So, like, they'll be they'll be fine. Yeah. And I, I like Tana, but you're not signing him there. The And Nate Schmidt is a huge upgrade on D. So this is, this is what I think. I think that they are uh, – I think it's even. I think it's, I think it's a wash – but then you add in the improvements of your young players because, again, like Pedersen and Hughes and these guys are just getting better yeah. every year. So that takes them a little above. And the, and the question for me is the, is the goaltending. I don't think their goaltending is going to be bad, mm-hmm. but was Markstrom such a freaking stud yeah. that he stole them points? I'm not exactly sure how many. So we're going we're gonna to see here. But if they get – as long as their goaltending doesn't implode, they'll be fine. I agree. And – the the goaltending is the biggest question mark for me too. Just because, like Markstrom was so good last year, and like the analytic numbers say that you know he was probably MVP candidate, but I tend to believe that uh, 
that Demko and Hopi are going to be a great duo just because Hopi's done it, man. And he's going to have Ian Clark. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Bix says it on your show all the time. I believe in Ian Clark. You know, I'm starting to become a – I'm more of a believer in Ian Clark than I'm in the goaltending. You know what I mean? Bix says it all the time on your show, so great analysis. Listen, Hopi won a Stanley Cup, and we saw what Demko did in the playoffs against Vegas. Like, these guys Mm -hmm. are capable. They're they're capable. Goaltending's so unpredictable, too, right? Like, a goalie could have a great year and then just be terrible the next. Like, it's so hard to predict. Yeah. So they so they signed Markstrom to a six year deal. Goalies are not just like linear linear better and better every year. Yeah. Those six years, they're hoping he has four good years. Yeah. Pretty you much. Know? It's gonna be hard. I I don't know if you guys have any more questions or walks, but if you guys don't, I think we're gonna end it off here. Thank you. Uh do you guys have one? Uh Joe Prep? You guys good? Uh, uh, me, no, I no, I don't know. I just appreciate you uh, hopping on, uh, yeah. Walker. That's uh, good talking, and I uh, got some good advice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll sprinkle down some bets, maybe make an account of cool bets, and <laughs> yeah, see what that, happens. <laughs> the AFC analogy is actually really good because because NFC is so hard to predict. Baltimore, KC, and uh, who was it? Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. One of those three teams are probably going to win the AFC, right? So I right. like I like those bets. Um, Again, thank you for coming on, Walker. Uh, you know, host of the the program on uh, six fifty and the best show in the city. Uh, thank you for coming on, and maybe we'll get sad on here. But I, you know, I'm afraid he's gonna put us uh, put himself on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I I appreciate it, guys. Anytime. Yeah. Thank Thanks you so much. All Thank right. You. Take care, fellas. Yeah, you too.